2: What's going on, guys? Welcome into the DNVR Nuggets podcast. We are presented, of course, as always, by DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure to use the code DNVR when you sign up and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. We've got myself, Harrison, Wynn, Brendan, Vote, Eric Weedham—you know him as D Line—and Adam Mars on the show today. Adam, what are we
1: talking about today? A lot to discuss. Bones Highland makes all rookie. We're going to talk about that. We got Jordy Fernandez, the defensive coordinator unofficially officially of the Denver Nuggets. He moves on to Sacramento to rejoin Mike Brown with the staff out there on the West Coast. But the big story today, as Sham Sharania reported last night, the Minnesota Timberwolves are in pursuit of Tim Conley. I repeat, they are in pursuit of Tim Conley. They seem to be very aggressive going for him. The report includes a massive pay bump. It also includes uh, some uh, ownership stake in the company of some capacity. Ownership stake is funny. Because equity could mean anything in a company, he could be getting, you know, five percent of a company. Oh, look there he is. D line joins us uh, right on time. Right on. Key. What up, guys? Uh, when yes. are we uh, we're we're going at one thirty four today, right? Yep, we're going at one thirty four. Um, so, but it could mean that it could mean a small stake. Like I don't know. Here's what I've been told: it's a substantial offer. This is like a uh, a big enough offer that it's unconven it's unconventionally large in scale. Eric, is that you that is making a real funny? Yeah, it is. You've got to correct your mic or something because something is like really, really chewy. Um, it's it's an abnormally large deal. I mean, this is a thing. And I actually was told this. I think we talked about this. I know I, me and Eric did. I think the rest of us did. But, you know, I had get got tipped off a week ago that there were teams, multiple, that were in pursuit of Tim Conley and that he was going to be a hot commodity uh, this offseason with his contract coming up. So um, I'll, I wasn't totally surprised, although when I got that piece of information last week, I thought – it wasn't from a source that I, like, know. So I was just like, all right, that's interesting. I'll keep my ear to the ground. And then sure enough, this week comes in a big haymaker. Um, Harrison, what was your first reaction when you got the news yesterday? You saw it come across the timeline.
2: Yeah, it was a stunner, man. It w- it was a stunner. I think similar to how it was, like, really shocking when the reports came out that the Wizards wanted them um, in 2019. Right. Like, that came out of nowhere as well. And look, man. Giving a president or a GM a stake in ownership, like in any sort of capacity, that's unheard of, right? I don't even think Masai Ujiri has a, an ownership stake in Toronto, even though that was rumored at one point. Um, so like to go to that extent, to try to get somebody like Tim Connolly, the, the way I read it is Alex Rodriguez and, and Mark Laurie, they've haven't even fully taken over control of the Timberwolves, but are going to have 100% control by 2023. They want to make a massive splash. And this, I I think Connolly's on the lower end of like the the massive splash of of the list they put together that reportedly included like Daryl Morey Morey and Bob Myers and Sam Presti and a bunch of guys they probably were never going to get. But it seems like Tim Connolly was gettable because – Look, we know he's super underpaid in Denver. Um, we know another team can definitely give him more resources than he has in Denver. And, you know, Minnesota seems like they could be in position to do that, but nobody can pass up an ownership stake, right? Like that's <laughs> generational money.
1: Um, I mean, again, we don't know what it is. He could be being offered 0.01% ownership stake or something, like a, a negligible amount of money. I don't think that's the case from everything I have heard from from calling everybody. By the way, like I have largely been off of the take machine, a.k.a. Twitter. Like, With big stories like this, man, it's important to get right information than just give your visceral first reaction. In my opinion, I know everybody has a different style. But for me, it's like there's going to be too many moving parts. I want to make phone calls. I talked to a lot of people. wanted to try to get an assessment of what, what exactly to make all of this and then talk today. But yes, my understanding is I've seen a lot of people say, well, this is – you know, the Cronkies are on the clock now. Let's see if they match. I think the offer is such that I would kind of be surprised if they matched. The question is almost, is there a bridge you can make that's like, hey, it's not quite the same offer, but it's close enough. I think Tim Conley obviously wants to be here, but we'll get into all that. Vote, What what's your initial reaction? Well, I was also trying to juxtapose it with that
3: Washington situation and figure out the ways it does and does not remind me of that. Um, the first is that just on a base layer Before you get into the offers, these are not both of these jobs. Washington and now Minnesota, despite being in a better place, this is not a better job than the helm of the two-time MVP who's knocking on the door, making the finals for the first time in team history. In my eyes, correct. But the Washington deal had this element of the regional connection. It was his dream job, Um, and and so there was a I can't I can't ignore this element. And I think that's represented here in the ownership stake. I think if these were two equal offers or even comparable offers, I would guess, this is a guess just based off what, what I know about Tim, that he's not necessarily keen on leaving, not actively looking to leave. But this He deal doesn't is... want to leave. No, Apparently, you can go ahead and say definitively. that definitively. Yeah. 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 He, he, he doesn't he want to leave, has... but this yeah. deal is- is is we, we can infer, and I think some of us has, have heard as much, that this deal is substantial enough that it's on the table. So- uh surprised to see that it's gotten this far and that it's gotten this far i think implies that it is serious as shams chose his word yeah
0: uh hey guys um i think i'm uh here's the thing like you don't know about what is important in life to you until you are presented with all of the options like you, you know, they, they say that a man is only as faithful as options. I don't believe that to be true personally, but this is true for a lot of people. Like you don't quite know what it is, what is important to you until things that you didn't even consider uh part of your world become available. And, you know, it was asked to me, I think maybe on the show at some point, like what my, like what it would take for me to go to like the Denver Broncos or like to even it the to Den- the Lakers, uh, actually. to the Lakers. Yes. And there is these, there's there's no, there's nothing like I would, there's, I would not, there's no amount of money because you really think that's true. Yes. I, I know that's true because, but I, Eric,
2: I, you're not presented with the option.
0: <laughs> I, I, but here's the thing is that like, for me, I know what is important to me. What is important to me is creative control and understanding that like the things that are, uh, value that I spent all of my time thinking about are able to be expressed in a way that are unimpugned and just, and are pure. Tim Connolly has that here. He has the ability to write his own story. Uh, the only problem is he doesn't have the ability to write his own check to finance that story. Um, I, it, you know, it's, it's, it's always difficult to sort of speculate on these business dealings because obviously the only people that know exactly what um, the offer really is are the people that are in the room. Like the offer includes not just money, not just ownership stake, but the ability to work in a inside of a team that you feel strongly about and you feel like uh, would be able to uh, further your ideas and make sure that the things that you're doing actually uh, are realized. So I, it, it seems, like, unfathomable to me that Tim Connolly would leave. But it also, like, I don't know what the offer – like, we just don't know what the offer actually is. Like, if it's something that – like, he doesn't strike me as a guy that um, – cares that much about money outside of just like wanting it in the same way that any of us would um but man, I don't know. Like, I I also don't know that like the Cronky organization is something that you necessarily feel like is a blood oath that you sign into once you like, that's something that you aspire to be a part of. Like, I think that the NBA is something that he aspires to be a part of. The NBA is something that is important to him. His vision, his scouting, the things he's passionate about are what are important to him. And this is not the only place he can get that for sure. Um, my only hope is that the relationships and the culture that he has built is enough that, you know, he feels like just that thing of like wanting to finish something that he has started,
1: but at the same I think point, there's time, no like question. So if, here's the thing real quick, I'm going to interject it and then throw it back to you D line, but I think you're actually framing the situation pretty well. And we don't know what the Cronkies are going to do. Like the Cronkies I think are now up, like, you know, they're, they're now, let's see what they say uh, and how they handle this situation. By the way, not just on like what if they offer a counter offer or what have you, but also like maybe this is an opportunity. Usually like Tim Conley has earned his stripes now. He's very well respected. Now it's maybe a question for, hey, we're negotiating. I want to come back. We got a price. But here's some other things that I think you need to for us to get to the next level. You have to you Cronkies have to do this, this and this or commit to doing that right now. And that's part of my agreement to come. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. I think you framed it right in that Tim Conley's heart's in Denver. I really believe that. His kids were born here. Like, he's got roots in here now. He's a Baltimore person. I mean, you're not going to take that from him. But I think he has got roots here in large part because, I mean, he loves the city. Like everybody that moves here just ends up falling in love with the city and all of, that, uh, all of those things. But also, he is the architect. As much as anyone, he is the architect of this team. Jokic is the most important piece of it all. Michael Malone is, you know, the leader of it all. But he is the architect. He put these wheels in motion. He found Jokic. He built. He helped establish a culture. His fingerprints are all over this. And to your point, Eric, that's why I say you you framed it right and that this does appear to be a situation that is almost certainly not going to be as rewarding. Almost certainly. You don't know. But almost certainly versus staying here and taking a pay cut. Let me ask you this. This is what I wanted to ask you, though, Eric. Would you judge him? Like is there any part of you that would be like, man, I I dis- I'm disappointed if he were to take this deal?
0: <sighs> it's it's not a disappointed in him. Mm. It's just a disappointment in the reality of what it is to be a Nuggets fan. Mm. It is another thing that reminds you that you know, for as much as we love this team, do we love this team because of their scrappiness and the fact that they're like an underdog and like they represent like doing things in the right way versus just being given you know, a silver spoon and, you know, like there's not a lot of thoughtfulness that has to be taken into consideration when building other squads just because you have more things at your disposal. Minnesota is not that, though. Um, Would I be disappointed? uh, That's, I mean, this is like where, you know, you look at it and you're like, I don't know all of the details. I just don't know all the details. Like it's like if if it was literally just a lateral move from one, place to another and it was like to escape you know the feeling of like not having enough resources or like not having or like the fact that you know like we could potentially be in trouble with this michael porter jr deal that he signed like that would be very disappointing to me but i don't think that that's the case like tim Connolly strikes me as a guy that is a life first person not a not a money first person um yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I it's, it's you can't like judge people in this situation unless you yourself have actually felt what it feels like to for to have somebody just show up to your house with a goddamn bag of cash. Like,
1: well, real quick, as an aside, you know, Eric is a partner in this company. At, you know, and just so you know, these decisions come to DNVR frequently. It's so funny when we read things, people always like try to connect dots or guess about this, like. Eric, the reason I, I kind of laugh about this is Eric and I have these discussions all the time about like who you would or would not ever sell to or partner yeah. with or this or that. Like Eric, there is money that has been thrown at us that's like, no, because that's going to change us in a way that's not what we want to do. And I'd rather just suffer through trying to be a startup for more years yes. than, than yeah, we, cash out yeah. for some lame thing. We are, we are like very
0: deeply involved with the mixing of soul and capitalism. And so <laughs> I am always, I am always in a place where I am looking to save our soul in the face of capitalism, which would look to strip you of it and, you know, like put, give you advantages in a world where you would have to sort of like start over and would, uh, you know destroy what got you there in the first place and this is like this is just like life philosophy some people think that you know you just need to go for what you can get and that's the end of it some people are feel like our time here on earth is fleeting and so everything that you should do that you do should be meaningful um and i don't it it, man it's like it's just that that is what capitalism makes you do it like makes you figure out what is important to you in the face of the thing that is important to everybody, which is having the thing that you can trade for
1: goods and services. <laughs> right. It's so true. Like, man, Tim Connolly might make enough money that he could trade to have the nuggets <laughs> job sometime. Or yeah. Something like what like if Tim Connolly makes like. enough money? He just
2: like buys the nuggets. That'd be Yeah. Great. There you go. That's the ownership thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, my take on it would be that like, I think, I don't think you could be mad at Tim or, or kind of judge him in any way if he took it because, we know tim like the type of person he is what he values he's different than any other
1: gm or president i've ever come across he really is like in ways good and bad but he really is different that's the thing i don't think people understand and because of that
2: i would trust him that he'd be making the right decision like I, i i fully trust that if he takes the minnesota job it's the right choice, and he's taking right. it for the right reasons. Yep. If he stays in Denver, I, I trust him that like he made that choice because it's the right decision. I mean, the Wizards job, that's exactly what happened. He, he wasn't nearly as close to taking that Wizards job as the reporting indicated or as the Wizards wanted to make you believe. But in the end, like it was the right decision for him to come back. So I think he he's just like the type of person and he values the the types of things where – if he does choose to go, it would be probably the right call.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you're. right. I'm sure you're right. Uh, it's just By the a- way,
1: when Tim when Tim rejected the Washington um, deal and came back to Denver, low key, sneaky, great moment in this Nuggets hit, like arc. Like I remember the day we I was at Stiffs. We made the big "I'm not leaving" meme thing that has like since you yeah. see that like used all over. It was like. A celebration. It was like the coolest, like we're keeping this thing going. And I honestly feel like this would be the exact same. If, if it were to stay, it would be this like, oh man, I felt like the breakup was happening. And if it doesn't, you're like, oh, you know, it. it to me, at least yeah. it would feel like a big relief. Yeah. I remember
0: the last, last time around, I was like angry. I was like so angry at the idea that the nuggets were finally getting on track and they were, this was going to completely derail them. Um, I don't feel this way this time because first off, um, I just think that should Tim Connolly stay around like this is going to be something that comes up all the time like he is i mean th- this is where you know when you read takes on Twitter and people whatever talking about Tim Connolly and his his successes and his failures it's like you guys don't get it like it doesn't matter what you think. The NBA is so into Tim Covey. They they, they recognize The people that are in this business recognize what this guy has done with the, what he's been given. Um, he's built a, a very legitimate contender with no top draft picks, no, in a city that is as uh, unattractive to free agents as anywhere else in the NBA. Um, and with an ownership group that to this point hasn't shown a willingness to go into the tax, which is just something that you just see with contenders over and over, like a willingness to like really spend money. And he has fashioned something that is like, I know that people are frustrated with the last two years because we took steps back. But um, again, like the, the fucking Warriors did not make the playoffs the last two years because they were missing <laughs> one player like it does so it, it's just hard to lose perspective on this like the idea of losing tim connelly would be so damaging to the storyline the, and the, the steps the concept of the steps this long-term totally, story man. that we're on like the the long-term plan that's in place like building the right kind of team around a, a player like Jokic. around Jokic, is something like team building takes years to do because you can only get like one to two players a year new players yeah and and so, and so it, it it would be it would be devastating. It, luckily, there are people in place um, that have been along for much, much of the ride. But like, you, I mean, you just can't you can't replace the brain, man. Yeah. Well, what crazy. what? A, no,
2: I was gonna say what what a lot of people don't get, and it's impossible to get because I don't even think we get it fully because we're not on the inside. But we get it more than most. Is that if Tim Connolly leaves, like the Nuggets? Take on an entirely different feel and vibe. Like th- they are an entirely different organization. I think, at least, the minute Tim Conley walks out the door, and maybe there could be some positives to that. I think there definitely could be. Yeah, but the Nuggets. Perfect. He has weaknesses. Yeah.
1: There's no question. Like, there's no definitely, that.
2: definitely. But just the culture, the environment, the atmosphere. That's this organization is kind of known for a lot of that goes away. Like the second he leaves here, like he is responsible for just the vibe around the organization. I, I really true. I, I really truly believe that.
3: And nobody can, can replicate that. That's a great point. And I wonder if to some extent, how aware of is Minnesota of that and how much of that was a factor in what they were after. And I mean, he's not just going to draft Jokic every, every off season. Right. So it, obviously, this guy can draft well. He's got a good eye for talent, but Denver is a team that's had some lows in their history uh, that isn't always standing out as a place where, wow, as a professional in the NBA, from the front office side of things to the coaching to the player, oh, I want to be there. That looks like something I want to be a part of. And Denver is trending in that direction if they're not there to some extent on a smaller scale already, a large, in large part, and thanks to Tim, in my opinion. And so do you wonder if a team like Minnesota, too, it, is that what they're after? Do they want to start to cultivate this environment where, man, people want to come and work here. People want to be in Minnesota. And I do think that is something Denver could could lose some of if, hmm. if Tim walks. Oh, yeah. I'm sure part of it is them wanting to get a, a big name. And part
2: of it is them looking at their team and being like, we're the Nuggets in 2019. Yeah, You know, well, like, yeah. that's the stage we're at. And we need... You know, a guy to push us to the next level. Yeah. The,
0: one, the one thing I'll say also that should Tim Conley leave, I, I, and I don't know that it's just a, an, a, a certainty that Calvin Booth would step in uh, just right into his place, um, is that the GM we had before Tim Conley was Musayu Jiri. Right. Somehow, the, somehow, the cronkies are great at hiring. GMs. I think, no, but
1: I think this is part of what it is. Like, it's funny. We should, we'll put, I'll say this and then we'll take our first yeah. break because we're late. But I honestly, I think the cronkies have done a really good job of finding value for cheap, in large part because when you are cheap, you better become good at being cheap. And I think that that's what they're good at. But the thing is, cheap works for a rebuild. You find a young coach who is growing, you find a young player who needs time, you find a young GM who grows into it. And Tim was not good in 2014 you know, 2013, like he did draft Jokic in 2014. So he actually was pretty great. But (laughs) there were moves along the way early on that you looked at and go like, I don't know if that was the right decision here or there. But guess what? He got better over time and he did have a core value to him that was a seed that bloomed later on that has been Mm -hmm. only better and better over time. And that's why so many teams are after him and why one team is willing to give him such an unconventional deal. Like this is what's funny is it really doesn't matter. You have to think about this. Joe Blow in the comment section, your take on it. It's not that you don't, everybody gets a take. But your take probably is less informed than the ownership group that is willing to spend tens of millions of dollars and ownership into getting him. Like that decision probably has carries a little bit more weight. But let's take a break. On the other side, I want to talk about what this means for the Kronkies. Are they on the clock? As well as what would it mean for Nikola Jokic uh, and for the 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 offseason at large if Tim Conley were to leave right now, right before everything gets started. Ivaka
2: TV, if you haven't been able to watch Nuggets, Abs, and Rapids games this season, TV. check these guys out. It's the new reality and the future of TV programming. They've got Altitude Sports, they've got other national channels as well. Go to Ivaca.tv slash DNVR, Ivaca.tv slash DNVR. Use the promo code DNVR, make sure you do that. You're gonna get $10 off your first three months. That's only $15 a month for the first three months, plus a receiver, no contracts, no hidden fees, I'm not going to hike up the price on you all of a sudden. evaca.tv slash dnvr. Use the promo code dnvr. You're going to get $10 off your first three months. Also, if you're watching evaca TV, you can watch literally this show and the pregame and postgame cool shows that we do. How cool we is that? We have a channel thing? on Evoca TV. Let's go. Literally called like, dnvr.
1: Let me say this. People are thinking about this and maybe they think, oh, that's kind of cool to that. Like, honestly, media is changing. Ivaca is obviously a, a landscape for distribution that's like different and unconventional. And I got to say, man, I love the vision. I love the vision these guys have saying like, hey, a DNVR TV station. And like now, you know, yes. going into other markets and things hopefully eventually, maybe it just becomes every city has it all city. I think it's really cool. Right now it's like a small thing, but I, I honestly think it's the beginning of a, of a larger thing. Yeah. Big Evaka TV, guys.
2: Um, <laughs> you can literally watch this show on Ivaca TV right now. Uh, so check them out, evaca.tv slash DNVR. Also at uh, DraftKings Sportsbook right now, the NBA playoff action. It's nonstop. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win. Get $150 in free bets if they do. If you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs, check out DraftKings Same Game Parlays. You can do just that. Also, all customers, doesn't matter if you're new or existing, you can place a Same Game Parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game. You're going to get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sports for details. Gambling problem. Call
1: 1-800-522-4700. All right. So now one important piece here for this whole this whole deal is that you can bring us back up interview here whenever you're ready there you go um one thing you guys that a piece of this is that the ownership situation in minnesota is a little bit weird um they do have glenn taylor still an owner that is his is being converted out um alex rodriguez and as you mentioned mark larry as are that group led by those guys is now taking over we don't know what kind of owners they're going to be the thing is people don't understand this most owners are bad in subcapacity. like Stan Kroenke has his big weaknesses. I mean, he has been cheap. They don't have a practice facility. She they don't know have- the Nuggets exist. He now, doesn't know they them. exist. Some, sometimes he just does seem like he has too many irons and too many fires. And <laughs> like business wise, like it's not that common for owners to own seven professional teams or whatever it is that he owns. Like the, his he is a distracted owner as well as I think a cheap one. But. I think to his even credit, though he's super rich. And he and he's very rich. Yeah, which is weird. But I do think one of did, the richest owners. Yeah. To his like, credit no, no, though, no. I do think that he trusts the people that he hires more than some. And I think that's like there are owners out there that hire people and then tell them what to do. And it's like, why did you hire them? Like this is really dumb. That's way worse than an absentee owner, which is what Stan Cronkey can be. I think that's one of the criticisms you can levy at him. But that being said, they have Minnesota has a weird ownership group in that the percentage of ownership for this new group is not complete they are going to get to 60 percent ownership at the moment i think it's something like 20 percent ownership so this deal is a little bit weird in one are we sure this new ownership group is like good they might actually be insane that might actually be even more miserable than, than to begin with there are people just in talking to some of the people around minnesota i've gotten that sense that they're not very sure about this new group it's it's and I feel bad for them. You had Glenn Taylor, one of the worst ones. You get a new group in, and you're like, "Oh, what's it going to be?" And you're like, "Damn it, Vivek Renadive Part <laughs> Two is here!" Like this stuff. Yeah. So they might that might be the situation. But two, you're offering equity in a deal that hasn't finalized yet. That's a little bit strange. There's a little bit. There's some pieces into this this thing that are like sometimes a deal is too good to be true. And I'm not saying that that is the case here, but I don't know that it is as straightforward as like oh you get this and this is exactly how it works so keep that peace in mind but that part of it aside i do want to ask what do you expect of the Cronkies here vote what is a fair expectation and how do you th- what do you think their decision making tree looks like now with regards to do we they have expensive roster they right. have some things they need to start doing here in the very new future i how mean it's, it's interesting because
3: <laughs> The Kronkies operate in silence, right? There's like there's not a lot of public statements. I I don't know how much insight we're going we're going to get into what they did and didn't offer and what the gulfs may or may not have been, right? So, like, there is probably a line in the sand for a president of basketball operations where you go, "Wow, that's a crazy offer. Congratulations, Tim. We we can't match that. Like that line exists, Um, but the question is." Did they do enough? Did they put a respectable enough deal on the table that this became a tough decision for Tim? Did they try? Did they push themselves to that threshold? And then beyond that, how do they react if Tim walks? Here's the thing. We'll talk about this later in the show. Jordy Fernandez also left and he's with Sacramento and just whether it's to keep Tim, preferably both. And if not one, then definitely the assistant spot. They just need to start spending money. I think uh, so long as Malone is comfortable with it, on the assistant coaches, on the facilities, uh, on the you know, on on keeping successful, smart guys like Tim around. To this point, while I think the Nuggets are trending in the right direction, I mostly feel like we are on the Jokic ride, um, and the Kronkies wow. have an opportunity here to at least show us we're going to ride this wave into an evolution of sorts to a premier org. Are we going to spend? Are we going to invest? in the spine of the Denver Nuggets. So I am not holding my breath, um, but there's an
1: opportunity for them to start doing that here. Namely, keeping Tim. Here, I want to comment on this one comment here. GK says, maybe this is George Carl. It's not weird. The richest are the I was cheapest I mean, for a reason. Yeah. I don't think this is true. In fact, I disagree so passionately oh. about the Steve Ballmer is the richest. Spends money like crazy. He hires people that are like there to be like, what what, what was the, uh, Tim, uh, what was his role that they hired? Lee Lee
2: Jenkins got hired as like director
3: of
1: some
2: bullshit. Yeah, yeah, like
3: (laughs) No, the word story is in
1: there. (laughs) Like hired one of the greatest writers who I'm sure makes an enormous amount of money and he hired him for this job that probably does nothing for your bottom line. Like it's just a culture setter. Like some rich people do not spend frivolously. Like, well, I'm talking wealthy people, but they spend very smartly and sometimes very aggressively. I mean, Lakab has spent a ridiculous amount of money in Golden State. Guess what he's done? Quadrupled his investment. Like, yeah. so this is part of it. I, Robert Pera, another ex- extremely rich guy who's gotten richer since owning the Grizzlies. He is in line to spend an enormous amount of money and has openly said it. So I disagree about this idea that, like, rich people are rich because they pinch pennies. It's not true. They it take depends. smart a, risks.
0: It depends. It depends. Uh, some, it there are there are different types of rich people. There's no one kind of person. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you agree? With I would. I would
1: agree with that for sure. I'm, that. I'm, I'm, this sound it sounded like it was an axiom. I'm saying that's not. It's yeah, not yeah, a, yeah. That's there's a
0: there's color. a scene from The Simpsons when uh, Homer creates uh, a social network and then Mr. Burns comes over to acquire his social network and he just breaks his computer he's like, he's like, what do you think I got rich by writing a bunch of checks? And then he leaves. (laughs) Yeah. I I like where vote's head is at where like, okay, if
2: they lose Tim Conley, they've got to bring in a a top defensive coordinator and, you know, spend money elsewhere. Are are we kidding ourselves? Like, of course they're not going to be doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is how they've operated for the entire time that they've owned the nuggets. And, of now they have a big luxury tax payment coming up. Of right. course they're not gonna be spending elsewhere. Um yeah, vibes are positive for sure. Um and like yeah, the stuff you were talking about with, with the Minnesota ownership, for sure. I've heard that as well. I mean, somebody very, very tied in and plugged in up there said, I think Connelly Connolly will be able to snuff this ownership group out and like see through the bullshit
1: and snuff them out, kill them. St- I think sniffed them out, but also snuffed them out. Yeah. Snuffed them out. Yeah. Um, but like Tim, Tim is
2: a people person, he's very good at reading people. I, I trust he'd be able to do the same. But yeah, if the money is if the money is up there for sure, that would be the deciding factor because that's the only reason he's leaving. He's not leaving because Michael Malone wants more influence on the roster. He wouldn't be leaving because of this Michael Porter Jr. contract the money is the only reason he'd be leaving like right. people gotta
1: understand that yeah so i think the fallout immediately would be i would expect if this were to happen that calvin booth would be elevated to the role of oh, i'm sure maybe he would just stay gm i mean if you remember tim conley started as the gm got elevated to a vacant vacated president of basket basketball operations seat i think the same thing would happen where it would almost be like not necessarily a commitment to calvin booth but more of a like i don't think that they would and I could be wrong on this, I, but I don't know that the Nuggets would go out and hire somebody else. They would probably say a plan is already in place, things have been discussed. Let's execute that and see what happens, and make a decision afterwards about the long term yeah. plan. That would be my expectation. I, yeah. So
0: yeah, the, the, I, again, the one the one thing I'll say about the Kronkies in general is that um, this is something they do right. This is absolutely something they do right is they find the right guys to run their organizations and they allow them to do it um they where they go wrong is then backfilling them with cash depending upon which team you're talking about los angeles rams seem to not be stricken by the penny pinching bug. They just built like the most expensive football stadium in the history of the world. Um, they also just won the Super Um, they, the, the avalanche run by Joe Sackick allowed to work, uh, with just full autonomy. And he has amassed what is, has through this regular season been the best avalanche team of all time, which is insane to say. Um, so, (laughs) Like, I don't know. Like, I, I actually hope that if Tim Connolly does leave, that they don't just keep the same, like, his team in place as uh, just like, okay, that's the succession plan. These guys are already here. Like, I hope that they, like, if we're going to change, like, we should change. They should get like a dynamic guy. They should go through the process that they always do. And they, always, they somehow always find the right people to run these, these organizations. But yeah. do you think
1: I a metaphor here. I think they're good at drafting the Jokic. I, they haven't always shown to pay. And it's different with players cuz they do obviously do that. But I'm just saying that's the thing Eric that you're talking about is I don't those things aren't always necessarily linear that yes they have found the talent. Although I will say the Rams do provide a little bit of hope in this way and, so, and to some extent the Avalanche as well. Like you have to give all the Cronky critics have to give credit that Rams abs and Nuggets are all like rolling right now. That's an important thing. Go ahead, Harrison.
2: I would be concerned that the Cronkies think, oh, we hired Masai Ujiri once. He was a star. We hired Tim Connolly next. He was a huge success. He's a star now. We can just do it again. Now we can yeah. find the next Masai Ujiri or Tim Connolly. And, yes, those were two great hires, but... I mean, do we have faith that they can do it a third time? Maybe. I mean, it's not a sure thing that they can, though. So I, I think they kind of could be playing with fire oh, in that okay. way. And the other thing I'll say is if, if, like I just said, if Tim Conley leaves, it's going to be because of money. And we know he's severely underpaid. I w- I was told, you know, years ago when he signed – a contract extension and got bumped up to be the president of basketball ops. He doubled his salary, but he was still one of the lowest paid guys, right? We know he's (laughs) super, super underpaid. And part of me thinks that if he had been getting paid, what he's worth for the last several years, maybe he doesn't even think about this offer because He is getting paid market value and he is getting paid what he should be. And yeah, the Minnesota job could be a lot more money, but he's already getting paid like a top president of basketball operations is. So if this goes poorly, man, I think it's going to be a really, really bad look for the Cronkies. And with with everything that's gone on with the altitude situation and now this, and they better freaking go pretty deep into the luxury tax because – it's gonna start looking really, really bad for them if enough of these things happen.
1: More importantly though to me, Harrison, is that this is arguably the single most pivotal moment in the franchise's entire history. Jokic is the greatest player they've ever had. He just won two MVPs. Their players are all coming back next year. I just, yesterday, declared that i'm starting to get these feelings about the nuggets i'm starting to like buy in and starting to believe that this next year really is going to be the year then no sooner than one day do i say that now i'm like holy hell like this could really throw everything into a tailspin it could not but it could also do that and here's the big question vote i am very curious how this would affect Nikola Jokic because let's be honest tim conley matters michael malone matters aaron gordons and montes those guys matter yoke matters more than all of it by tenfold and to me, that's the biggest concern. I never thought Yoke would leave Denver. Him saying I'm gonna sign that supermax and I wanna play here until they kick me out. I buy every little bit of that. if they get rid of Tim Conley, I just feel like it makes things way more volatile. Like right now, zero volatility. If you lose Tim Conley or a Michael Malone or whatever, I just the volatility creeps into where, well, a bad year, a bad season might actually derail things. Maybe that makes feelings change. That's how I feel, vote. I, I think that's definitely the case. I mean, on one hand, the hard part is done. They
3: found a top five player in the league. And whether Tim is here or not, so long as Jokic is, um, you're, you're going to have some floor you won't fall below, right? But Jokic wanting to stay here, I think, is a mixture of his personality, but also some of the stuff we we exhausted in in, in these earlier segments, just about that culture that Denver's built. There's an air of stability, an air of, okay, maybe – this season didn't go perfectly, or maybe I could make a touch more money elsewhere, but I just don't want to. I want to keep coming back here, um, and that's that's the part. Like, if Tim leaves, and then it's a rough year, do things feel a little more, you know, a little less stable the following offseason? Of course, of course. Yes, so, of course. that that's my concern, right? Like, Tim could walk; they could still bring all these guys back and compete for a title the immediate season. But how do you thi- when when shit hits the fan, what, what what does it look like? And I think right now, like these last two years, that happened. And there, what because you have this organizational alignment and the, these figureheads at each phase of the team that are there, that are constants. I think we were all allowed to take deep breaths and say they can probably come out of this on the other side. Without Tim, I think I would I would be less confident in that. Yeah,
1: I see I, I think real quick, saying I think Malone is more important to Yoke than Tim. Maybe maybe not. The one thing I will say is that the Conlees, like there's a lot of just relationship this is a family operation and there's a lot of like players in particular you know they don't know like Yoke can't go out in public you know like he can't go make friends down at our mutual friend brewery just hanging out talking to people and do this like he's yoke he can't do that a lot of these people behind the scenes have families that are intertwined in this or that and tim conley obviously i mean this is part of the family culture that he has built is there is a real um, I don't want to say fraternity because it's uh, wives and kids and everything else that is very intertwined. So I get why you would suspect that, but there's more to this again that people just don't see behind the scenes. Yeah. My my read
2: is that like I don't think Yoke would not sign the Supermax if yeah, Tim Conley I agree. Left, I agree. Yeah, strong I agree with or that. Or yeah. if he would instantly be like, I don't know if I can be here. But right. I, I think y- Yoke is going to be fine. I think he's still going to be here, but I'm with vote in saying that it's going to be a different feel it's going to be just a different vibe that is different from the last seven years that he's been here for like like tim conley sets the culture day-to-day and just kind of the feel and uh the attitude within the organization that's going to be different but um like my initial read would be yoke would be fine here
3: yeah, I, I, I do cool. want to say just before it gets away from me this is just kind of a segment one point but D line made a really really good point like even if if Tim Wow. Um I know. I That's why it took me 42 <laughs> Holy minutes to get there. Shit. <laughs> Like um uh even if Tim turns this job down and and this is in, in combination with the point wind was just making like this is going to keep happening. Tim Tim is in the middle of the Venn diagram of attractive candidate and gettable. Yep. And I right.
0: think
3: that won't he's the
0: he's the he's the, the me of uh right. Dating so even if he sticks <laughs> around,
3: I hope the Cronkies can get him to that level where like it's not irresponsible for him to turp to hang up, you know what I mean? Like right now it would be irresponsible yes. for a man not to listen to these offers where he yes. it so you
0: have work. to dude, every everybody listen to this. Like if you are if somebody approaches you with a business proposition, listen. Just listen you're like don't like I, there have been so many times where there has been a job that i just have no interest in but i'll take the meeting i'll listen to like i'll see what they have to say like you just don't know what you don't
1: know dude i would every love every meeting, meeting i have with Aaron.
0: I, I would love to take a meeting with
2: arod That'd be cool. Yeah, dude. I'd love cool. to just like. Have I don't think a beer it would be that run. cool, you guys.
1: I think you think it would be cool. I don't think it would be that cool. I'd well, really really still really take uncool. the meeting.
0: I take the <laughs> meeting.
1: I'm, I'm with Wind.
0: Yeah, you have to. You have to. And the thing is, is like you want to fly me up to
2: Minnesota on a PJ? Like I'll take the <laughs> PJ. <party. laughs>
0: on me. a PJ a guy. Um, But yeah. the thing is, and first off, somebody uh, people are giving me a hard time about the Avalanche. This being the best Avalanche team, this is literally the best Avalanche team. They had more regular season points than ever in the history of their team so suck on that anyway um, also <laughs> uh, yes Tim Connolly is just in he, the fact that the, in serious communication in, in serious talks means he's talking to these people they're in the room they're having the discussion like this doesn't mean anything other than they are talking about this in a real way that doesn't mean that Tim Connolly is searching this out that he's looking for a change that he's looking the the uh, the, 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 the choice of words in these, you know, in tweets are so impactful and they mean so much and th- there's so much implied there that is causing us to just freak the fuck out. But it's like, we j- you just kind to like, just calm down. All right, let's find out what happens yeah. and then and then we can react in kind here. You know?
1: I will say that Nuggets lost Masai Ojiri, who to me is still like, I love Tim Conley. is right there at the top of the list as well for best GMs, cultures mm-hmm. that are scouting, development, every, all of this stuff. Like people think it's just picking players. Like there's a lot more to being the president of basketball operations that exists even outside of just the like personnel aspects of it that, that a, a GM does. Masai is great at it. I was told, this is before my time, but I was told from very reliable sources that part of what happened, one, Masai wanted a new contract and Josh Kroenke kept telling him, hold on, hold on, and hold on. And Josh felt burned by him because he kept saying, we'll, we, we will after the season. You would hope a guy would learn a lesson and say, like, you know, then Masai got a better offer that Tim Conley could not – I should say the Cronkies could not match or were unwilling to match, and Masai ends up leaving. And, and I think Josh Kroenke was like, oh, he burned us. When it's like, well, if you offered him a job at the extension early, you wouldn't have ever got to this point. So you kind of burned yourself. You can't blame a guy for getting a better offer and then going that way. So I think this is part of it. But one of the things I had heard was the Nuggets were like – I had heard a, a rumor. This is a rumor, an unsubstantiated rumor here. I'll, I'll start with this. But I had heard that Masai was traveling like first class for some scouting trips or something like that. And they like were like, hey man, knock that off. They're like, coach, like this, these expenses are getting out of control. In uh, Toronto, he has a private jet, his team a team plane PJ. or something that he could take anywhere. It's like there's levels to this. And so I think that these criticisms you do worry about the Cronkies being the Montforts of the NBA, NBA, where it's like they're a farm system of talent, not on the court. They've done a good job, again, of paying these guys. They paid Michael Porter. They paid Jamal Murray. They paid guys, Aaron Gordon. But outside of it, of being this like sort of uh, farm system for like, yeah, we found a good guy, but we're not going to pay him. You guys can have him once we develop. Now we'll start developing a new guy from AAA until he's ready for the big leagues. And I think that, that, to me, I... I don't know that I can sit here and say if they lost Tim Conley, you know, it's all over. I'm not going to go that far. But I would say to me, the Cronkies have a lot of things to answer. The Comcast dispute, practice facility, marketing your team better so that they have a better built fan base around you. And then yes, of course, maintaining an infrastructure when it is one for you for seven straight years has only improved. Maintaining that. They're on the clock for all of those things and losing out on Tim Conley. That's one I didn't think they were on the clock for. And if they lose out on it, to me, I'd be really concerned and disappointed. Let's take a break. On the other side, we'll talk about Jordy Fernandez as well as Bones Highland being all rookie. We did that. Well, I guess if I had to credit anyone, I would say it was Bones Highland. I think he's probably Bones the Bones Highland and us. than us. Then us. Then the all rookie Listen, campaign was a success. Never
0: Listen. discount marketing. Marketing <laughs> is powerful. So is branding. Never discount it.
2: Uh the American Raptors guys, they got a game. This weekend, May 21st, I think that's Saturday. uh, They're playing at Infinity Park, of course, in Glendale, Colorado, Denver. If you're in town, check it out. Uh, If you don't know about the American Raptors, uh, they are Rugby Town USA's newest rugby team. They have a roster that's made of players that come from backgrounds in football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, track and field. They've all come together, all these professional athletes. Some of them have played in the NFL to Build this awesome rugby team. They play at Infinity Park. The games are free, but you do have to get a ticket at AmericanRaptors.com. So go there, get a ticket, head out to Infinity Park, watch the American Raptors this weekend on Saturday. You can't make the game. AmericanRaptors.com streams all of them from their website. And if you're getting into rugby, check out the DNVR Rugby Podcast with Colton Strickler. He's got you covered, not just about the rugby news going on here in Colorado, but throughout the country as well so download the dmvr rugby podcast too and we're back all right well adam said he's going to be gone for this segment so uh it's just us we can talk all the shit about him that we won't. holy
0: shit can we start the podcast over the first first part was boring
2: yeah he was talking a lot <laughs> um so the other news like we teased just before the break bones highland made the all rookie team second team not the first team. Made the all-rookie second team officially. Vote. Surprised? Not surprised? I mean, he made he made it pretty comfortably. If you look at the voting, he Number got eight. 81 total points. Yeah. He beat out Ayo Dasunmu, who had 75, and Chris Duarte, who had 52, and
3: was the 10th guy on there. He made it pretty comfortably. I actually was surprised. Not that I didn't think he was deserving. I, I just didn't it seemed like the first of all, I actually think our campaign might have helped. Not even kidding, but we got, of course, we, we got rolling on that pretty late for fair, all things considered. Like, and, and honestly, Bones, because he was in and out with, with COVID and the ankles and still just cracking the rotation in the beginning, the Bones show got rolling fairly late in the season. So I, I think he had that caliber year, but I was surprised to see him make it uh, with the, like you said, the comfort that he did.
2: And what does this mean for Bones Highland?
0: So what does this mean for Bones Highland? Bones Highland is now bona fide. He is one of, if you saw the, um, if you saw the graphic the Nuggets put out of all of the other players in their history that have gotten this um, award, that have been named to an all-rookie squad, it is like the absolute best Nuggets of all time. It's Chris Jackson, a.k.a. Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf. Rauf. is Takemi Matumbo. It is... Uh, Lafonso Ellis. It is everybody that is somebody in the pantheon of the Denver Nuggets history. And it's just, it, Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, like he is now part of that. And, um, it just shows like the fact that, the I don't know, we, like it, what, it's not just like a fun thing with bones. Like he's all, He's so much fun to watch play basketball. He's so joyful on the court. He like reminds you, like he, he understands the concept that um, basketball and sports in general are entertainment at the end of the day. And he like does not yeah. for a second uh, overlook that and plays into it, which is just so fantastic. But other than that, like this guy is supremely talented and like the, the best is yet to come for him, like no question. I mean, the, the reason, like the only argument against Bones not making it was just the amount of playing time that he got, which only came later in the year. Like he, the reason why he wasn't even in the conversation for rookie of the year is because like he didn't play for the first like half of the season, basically. He was like in out, like if he played like he did down the stretch the entire season, I, I, I don't know that he would have become rookie of the year, but at least he would have been somebody that the league was talking about in a more serious way. And it wasn't just like a fun little regional story. Um, right. Right. The hashtag absolutely got this thing over the goddamn finish line. I'm serious. The yep. People are encourageable. uh Campaigning is what politicians do to get elected it's all about just getting your name into the mi- hearts and minds of voters not even necessarily like winning them over but just being like oh yeah bones highland like that name bones highland there's something like really powerful about it and, like it feels good to say bones highland. It's, it feels good to tweet all rookie bones and then also when you yep. look at the when you look at like what it represent like this guy's this guy's dope it's just like nobody watches the dead nuggets we know this hey, so
3: you guys think um question for both of you i think at least mine i would say maybe maybe I, I can speak for you guys our second favorite rookie herb jones uh second team did he get snubbed at all was he a first teamer in your eyes what uh fuck jalen green
2: first uh, uh, first. <laughs> aggregators, aggregators. <laughs> On- <laughs> aggregate it um No, I'm fine with Jalen Jalen Green on the first team. I'm fine with it. No, it's fine. That is my
0: least favorite young player, Jalen Green. No question. And a lot of it is because – I think a lot of it is because Houston is just such a lawless disaster of an organization currently. So rudderless that they're like, whatever, get out there. It's a Hooper's paradise each and every night. Hoop it up.
2: Um, Here's like my thing with Bones right now. I think he's a core member of this team. I really do. I I think he's just – so ingrained as like kind of the heart and soul of this Nuggets team right now, which is crazy for a rookie to be coming into such a veteran team that's a championship contender and establish himself as that guy. But there was an opening for him to do that, and he absolutely did that this season. And I'll bring this back to Tim Connolly, but I don't think the Nuggets draft Bones Highland if Tim Connolly is good not point. running the Nuggets draft. It's a good point, There's man. no way, man. <laughs> I said this the night of the draft. Bones Highland is a Tim Connolly guy, just how he plays his spirit, his story, how addicted he is to basketball. And, um, like we can bring it back to how this organization could look different if Tim Connolly's not here, but I think the draft and the types of players they target is definitely one of the areas where it would be different. So, um, uh, yeah, need but, to, I, um, I think not Thailand for sure. A corner, I memorandum. need to
0: understand though that I, I, I still am not. I'm like so confused with the reaction that Tim Connolly had on draft night when there was the picture, uh, the 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 video of him at the draft table at the table when Bones Highland was selected, and everybody else was cheering, and he had like a, the weirdest like non reaction. Like he was like, uh, "I I I need I, I need the, I need details on this." I, I need to understand. Like, I, I where just his think
2: head was. they're the two most stressful nights yeah. for a gm or president is a well actually three most stressful nights the draft you like actually have to make a pick and be like yes this is our guy like we're taking this guy uh the deadline the trade deadline if you're making a big deal like right before it comes up to 1 p.m eastern or uh the day free agency starts like like those are the three most stressful times and I don't know. I wouldn't want to look at your face in the most stressful time or your year, D-Lined. i love yeah. that. That's literally
0: what we did. We show our fucking faces during the most <laughs> stressful times, watching the Nuggets lose big games, and then we put our stupid faces on TV. I mean, the you went to
3: Chicago, actively putting money in your pockets, and you looked like you wanted to jump off a roof.
0: Oh, when? The HGO. <laughs> the whole week. Uh, Oh, well, yeah, but that yeah. wasn't like a moment. When it launched, I was like, well, first off, I was asleep. But when, <laughs> but when it launched, I was like, oh, yeah. And then I you know, then I did what I do, which is get drunk and then uh, get in a fight with an octogenarian. Complain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other news that came out
2: yesterday, very shortly after Shams reported that the Timberwolves are in talks with Tim Connolly, Jordy Fernandez is going to sacramento on mike brown's coaching staff to be an associate head coach he was the number two nuggets assistant vote is this a big deal or is this not a big deal
3: um well i think it was inevitable with jordy right i think over the last three four years we've heard his name come up he's interviewed for for some gigs i believe his name was mentioned for that cleveland head coaching job i don't know how close he ever got, but I know I allegedly interviewed for that. So at some point I expected Jordy to go. Um, I will say this is a tough year to call yourself the lead defensive assistant for Denver. Um, like Defensive you know, coordinator. Yeah. Coordinator. Yeah. Like if they want to switch that up. <laughs> all right. Um, which look, I'm not, not like Jordy was cooking with the best ingredients there. So I'm, I'm mostly sure. kidding, but th- this was going to happen. I, I, what I hope is that there's not just—and this is no disrespect to anyone I do or don't know on that staff—just just with where the Nuggets are at, it's not just internal promotion, everyone slide up. What's a cheap hire we can make at the end of the bench? Um, I hope they at very least explore this idea of trying to define, trying to find an elite defensive coordinator, um, or, or just an elite assistant, one way or another
0: that will never happen this, this every year every single off season is an exodus of assistant coaches this happens every single year does it matter i don't know it doesn't appear to it's like the, the team gets better we have different people involved we we lose the offensive genius that is uh now the head coach in chris finch of minnesota um we get we, there's guys that are here that you're like especially for somebody like me not like you who doesn't like actually talk to these guys like i'm like who the hell's that? Like, right? Mid, that. Like three that. quarters of the way through the year, I'm like, that's somebody I've never seen before, and they're interviewing him uh, at halftime about. What but this stuff does matter,
3: hour. you know. It but does.
0: I know you mean. It, I mean, it does. But like, does it? I don't know. Like, <laughs> right. from the outside, <laughs> like, like I, it. I literally, I literally don't know. I mean, I know that this is essentially like Michael Malone and his assistants run practices. They work. You know they're in the 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 boardroom discussing what their strategy is going to be what their you know substitution uh patterns will be blah 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 all these things like does michael malone just have such a heavy hand involved in all of this that uh, the assistants are guys that know about basketball but moreover are guys that are able to adjust the way that they coach basketball to the way that michael malone does like he's entrenched long enough that i can see that absolutely being the case like if Brandon Spano had like an, a, had an assistant that he fired every year and hired a new assistant, would that assistant matter? <laughs> like, or is it just Brandon yeah, Spano running not. the show? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. And I don't know the answer to any of this. All I know is that every year it's like, Oh, I can't believe we lost that assistant. Mike and uh, Well, last year they
2: lost Wes on Jr. junior. I'd Jr.
0: probably say that was maybe a big deal because
2: a, he was, was their defensive coordinator and the defense did drop off a lot. And, <laughs> He was a really good coach. Um, overall, I don't think Jordy Fernandez losing him is that big of a deal. I, I think Jordy's a really good coach. I think he's a really good assistant. He's been really valuable on the staff. I I, I re- think he's a really good coach. Uh, I'm not surprised he went with Mike Brown because he broke into the league with the Cavs when Mike mm. Brown was the coach in Cleveland. Mm. He was Mike Brown's guy. He rose up the ranks there from the G League to becoming an assistant. And he's getting a promotion to associate head coach, so not surprised at all. Uh, good for him. I also yeah. think the Nuggets' assistants could use a little bit of a shakeup as well. Yeah, um, get, some new, get some new get some new blood in there. Get some new ideas in there. No, it was only one new guy last year, and that was Popeye <laughs> Jones. Love you, Popeye. <laughs> but um, I'm not anticipating the Nuggets bringing in like Mike D'Antoni or Kenny Atkinson. Right. You know. Right.
3: That'd be because great. But yeah. No. Oh, you guys got anything else before we head out of here? Oh, I was going to ask. Sorry for bringing you to the spot. Don't know if you do or don't know wind. With the like the ownership stake, is do can the wolves just do that? Do they need to loop the league in on that? Do you know? I don't know. Yeah, I've no idea. I don't know. I That's don't a know. question I had. Anyway, something yeah. to look into.
2: I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's legal, if it's illegal. I'm guessing it's legal. Like I don't right. I don't see what would be wrong with that. Um here's my question for you guys actually though. Who do you think leaked the story? The Timberwolves or Tim Connolly? The
0: Timberwolves. Is that even a question? He, Tim Connolly does not want this spotlight in this he doesn't want everybody like this is this is everybody um Let's like, he hasn't died yet, but we're already having a funeral, but we're, we're but, but it's an angry funeral. <laughs> like, we don't want to like, he's just hearing now, like why we didn't actually like whatever all this, like nonsense that comes out because there's like feelings of animosity towards losing your guy and being chose having him choose somebody else over you this is abs there's no possible way this could come from anybody but minnesota this is like they want people to un- they want their fan base to understand like hey new ownership com- group coming in hey we're we're making moves here we're talking to the top guy we're deep in conversations like our guy shams let him know get that out there like uh, dang we're, like all these we're people really looking. Like, yeah yeah like you'll note like the um people that you guys have been able to talk to on that side are Somehow, very well informed on this, and on this side, you guys have to like dig and scrap and like try to find any scrap of information. Like they're making that very well publicized out there.
3: I also think Do you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Wind. Go no, ahead. you
0: go. You go.
2: You go.
3: General rule of thumb with the Nuggets, like shams. I I'm more skeptical that it came from Denver. Like I I, I think that's to say Woge typically breaks Denver news that I understand came from Denver. So to me, all signs point to this being Minnesota news.
2: I agree, but the only thing I thought about is what happened with the wizard situation. He, dec- he that that news got out there, and then you know to keep Tim, the Nuggets gave him a pay bump and an extension. Like that's the resolution. If Tim Conley stays in Denver, he's getting a big extension and a big pay bump. Right. Right. Getting the news out there, like you could talk yourself into being like, Yeah, Tim Conley would want that out there because now the Cronkies are on the clock. Definitely true. Definitely true. I just That's uh, a thought I had. That's mm-hmm. just a thought I had.
0: I, I just I think that their relationship is better than that. Like I, I really think it that there very well a, might be. I i I mean, this is obviously outside looking in. I just get the sense that there is um with Josh Kroenke and Tim Connolly, I just think they like they're they're boys. Like I think that they like like each other genuinely. Like I think that um, I think that Josh Kroenke specifically like loves basketball. It's where it's like who he is at its core. That's true. Um, and the fact that like you know he is in the draft room all the time and he's a, like Josh Krocchi is part of this team and I, I I think he like views himself as like part of the decision making team obviously because he is but like more so than maybe even with the other squads like I, I can't imagine he's as deeply involved with like the avalanche decision making and you know the Rams and the Arsenal or whatever but like the Nuggets seem to be like a passion project for him and Tim is like a guy that seems like they have like a real connection and they, they go to Serbia again to and like just you just saw like in. In those in that little video, like you just saw, like the this is like you know, this is a like, it's also funny to talk about like the nuggets as like this, it just feels like this big monolith, but really it's like six guys that are just like in a room, like making decisions. Hey, what are we gonna do? We're we're the nuggets, you know, like I know how do we... right.
2: <laughs> Bones Highland, he'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. how about Bones Highland? How about Bowl Bowl? How about Michael Porter? Yeah. yeah,
3: that'd be cool. That shot was pretty deep. We shot that yeah. from far out there. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've
2: said it. We've said it before, but I'll just close with that. Like, look, Tim Conley doesn't want to leave Denver. He wants to see this through. Um, he He's totally different than every other executive. Where Tim Conley's not jumping at a flashier gig with like a cool little title to get a moderate pay bump like a lot of his colleagues would. He's not doing that. He he wants to stay in Denver long term, probably for the rest of his career. Um, But this offer, if it's, you know, like an offer that he'd be stupid for not taking, he's probably going to take it. That's the only way that I feel like he could leave. And if he does, it's not going to be a good look for this ownership. I'll tell you that. Well, good for him. You know, good for him if he does. All right, we'll see what happens. Uh, keep it locked. I've got an article up on thednvr.com right now a good on one. I everything it. that's happened At with this situation. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll see if anything happens. I don't expect this process to drag out for too long. I mean, they've got the draft in right. a little over a month. So I don't think this will drag out for too long. I bet we'll get a resolution pretty soon. Talk to you guys tomorrow. See you then.